Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, everyone. It's Chatting with Nat. Yes, it's Chatting with Natalie Jean and Natalie John. Yes, I have several names. Um, today, we have indie pop singer, songwriter, Lainey Dion, Rhode Island-bred Lainey Dion. <laughs> Trying to get the name right, oh my gosh, is an indie pop singer-songwriter from a small town you've probably never heard of. A millennial musician that writes the sort of music that immediately makes you forget that you left a burning oven on. Wow. Bird, her songs paint a picture of her playlist you steal from your trendy friend. Lainey is not afraid to speak her mind through her songs, winning awards for her true lyrics and magnetic sound. She has one goal, to make you feel. I love that. Let's give her a round of applause. Here's Lainey. Hey. Hey. Hi. I always like to Thank give you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I want you to feel warm. You know, if I clap with my little two hands, it's not going to be enough for you. You've got to have that warm, <laughs> and I have to make sure that I don't screw up your name. All right. How have you been? <laughs> <laughs> I've been great. I've been great. We're working on the album coming out in a couple of weeks. Super excited. How are you? I'm trying to still surviving the different degrees of a pandemic. It's been super, super, super crazy. Um, it's just wild. Uh, so how has your mindset been throughout this whole pandemic thing that we've all been uh, dealing with? Yeah, I feel that. So, um, <laughs> Obviously, it has hit live music pretty hard. Um, so I didn't play hardly any shows. Usually, I play like between two and five nights a week. Um, oh, wow. But during the pandemic, I only played one night a week outside, socially mm. distanced. It was very safe. Right. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy having to redirect mostly to online, like doing right. live streams and stuff. It was yeah, everybody's been doing that. Yeah, live streaming to me was really interesting, you know, and I started to to do it through B-squared management, and there were some days that, you know, I had a lot of people, some days I had a few people, some days I had none, I was singing to myself, but it allowed me to be able to uh, practice my lyrics, because, you know, you can forget them. I know that I've, I, I yep. when I perform, <laughs> I do some jazz songs, and I usually have to perform like 30 songs, and so I, I mix all of them together, it's okay, nobody knows. As long as they're getting entertained, that's the whole point of that. But I, I found that, you know, it's great that we have this new system that we have the live streaming and, and now things are opening back up and you can per, perform out, outside, you know, save people wearing masks, not masks, whatever that's going out, out there in the world. But one of the big questions that I have for everybody when I interview you guys is that, you know, during this time, uh, people had time to sit down and really think about their lives. Like I always tell people, I have friends that decided, oh, they're cutting back on work because they realized by having the lockdown, 
that they weren't spending enough time with their families. Or some people decided they wanted to do something different with their lives. Or, or some people even quit their jobs um, after they, re- they had some time to process, to self-process. Um, during the pandemic, did you have that opportunity to decide who you want to be as an artist? Did you change your mind? Do you, did you change your mind about how you're going to promote yourself? How you want to be perceived? What kind of music you're going to do? Um, so I had been working on this album before the pandemic and then okay. the pandemic hit and obviously threw a wrench in things because I was flying down to Nashville to record everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so the project was already set in motion. So my sound was already there and uh, my direction of where I wanted to go was already there. It was just a matter of how do we complete this now? Yeah. So what I ended up having to do was get a studio out here have an engineer come and then Skype in or Zoom in my producer um, in Nashville to complete the project, which is like a little bit of a, you know, kink of things, but uh, it it ended up working out. That's awesome. Good for you. Um, It's interesting because a lot of people that I've interviewed, they all have said that, you know, some of them have said they rethought, they restructured one person, took all her music down and decided to rebrand herself totally. Um, and other people just said, you know, I had, I was, I had an album I had to work on and the pandemic put a wrench in it, but I still got, got it, got through with it because you can do so many things online now with WeTransfer and Dropbox and just dealing with uh, things virtually. So kudos to you to be able to work on your album uh, during this time. Now, what was it about the music industry um, that pulled you in? Was it a performance? Was it something that you heard? What was that? Where was that moment where you were like, "Whoa, I, music is me"? Um, so I played a show uh, <laughs> in high school. We had like a talent show. It was called Spring Fest or Fall Fest, depending on what season we were in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like the first time that I sang and played out live. And okay. the audience, which was just my friends, um, all sang the third part of the song. Um, and to have, like, to hear that kind of, like, sea of sound being mm-hmm. the third part of the song and everybody singing along with you, I was like, wow, this is what I want to do. Um, so I ended up going to Berkeley College of Music to pursue the career, oh. the dream. What? <laughs> Now, let's talk about Berkeley. I have a couple of friends that, you know, have gone to Berkeley and are studying at Berkeley right now. And one of the things um, I've heard is that one class that I guess that they should have is basically a class on music management, you know, teaching uh, the students about reading agreements, knowing, understanding the agreements. Because the thing is, when you come out of college, and you start this music industry business, my God, there's so many people that will come at you. Oh my God, I can make you a star. I can do this and I can do that. Um, and we all believe that it's better for you to understand the agreement. You Basically, you need to know a lot more than the people that are to come, I like to say, and attack you with what they say that they can do. Do you agree with that assessment? Um, yeah. So I actually got my degree in music business management. So I ended up having to take contract law, uh, which is only offered to music business uh, degrees. So Mm. you can't take that unless you're either music business or pro music. 
or at least wow. you couldn't at the time that I was there. Um, right. So, but if anybody wants to know more about that, literally all of the courses at Berkeley follow this one book called All You Need to Know About the Music Business. Mm. <laughs> and um, you can buy that and read it and basically know what's up. Um, so I would strongly suggest reading that book before you come into any um, sort of deal or if somebody offers you a deal that gives a lot of information about that. Oh yeah. I'm looking it up on Amazon right next to you know, I'm that fast. <laughs> um, and it's by Pacman. I know, I know him as an author because I think I've bought some of his books a, a couple of years ago. So I bought a lot of books, but since you mentioned it, I will have to get it. Um, so you heard it here. Um, no, thank you for that. Now, how would you describe your music? So now my music has changed. It's funny how you said that some people have taken all of their stuff down and, and rebranded because I I think that, like, music follows your path in life. So, like, obviously I started – well, not obviously. If you were a fan beforehand, you would know that I started as a folk musician. Um, and I did kind of like Sarah Bareilles meets Ingrid Michaelson kind of vibe. Um and I haven't taken that stuff down because that was a part of me. You know, it was a part of my journey. It's where I started. Um, and I think that you, through Spotify, even though it might not be your brand currently, you can see the growth of the artist and who they are. Right. And, and I feel like, yeah, you, you become kind of different people throughout life as you grow. So I kept that stuff up there. Um, <laughs> but my sound now uh, is very indie pop, pop music, Um somebody had said that it seems like Lord K flay uh, mm. who's the other artist uh, all had like a um, orgy love child. And that's what my sound <laughs> sounds like right now. Uh, so uh, I'd say that kind of realm is where I'm, I'm in right now, but there's a couple of songs on my album that are very pop punk bringing me back to my like childhood paramour roots. So the album's kind of a mixed match of things. I like that a lot. I like that. It's good to be eclectic and versatile yeah. in your relationship. <laughs> now, how important is it for you to be able to speak your mind and be an authentic artist? Oh, yeah. Well, that's right in my bio. Um, <laughs> right? It's yeah. very important for, for me. <laughs> um, I... I am very headstrong and very determined and very confident in, in who I am and what I stand for and my experiences and what I've been through and how I handle myself. And I think that comes across in my music. And, you know, all artists have to have a certain level of vulnerability when they write songs in order to really connect to their audience. Um, and at first, my songs were very uh, lovey-dovey, I'm going to write about, you know, kind of surface level love kind of thing. But now I get so far deep into what I'm actually feeling that mm -hmm. it's kind of scary to put out certain songs. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, being authentic is, is super important. Back when I changed to pop music, my team wanted me to change my name. Um, and I did not want to do that because I felt like, it's more important for me to be me. If these songs are me, I want to have my name. So very important for me. I'm glad that you stood your ground. 
And the interesting thing, you know, during the pandemic, I did all these webinars and conferences and stuff like that. And the main things that um, a lot of these different social media platforms that were on it, specifically TikTok uh, talked about is that their most popular uh, videos are those of authentic people. And they say yeah. that you know, that's what people are craving. They are craving authenticity after the past four or five, six years that we've had, you know, with fake news, this, that, and the other, and then the pandemic and all this stuff. People want, they want what's real. They're tired of the same old, same old. And it's not, we're not poo-pooing on the mainstream artists here because there's some great mainstream artists, but people want what's real. They want some authenticity. They want to be able to say, okay, I'm going to pick, I'm going to listen to Lainey's song because she gets me. I, she just understands me. And this, this song right here is just going to move me and it's going to make me feel better. Or it's going to let me get my rage out or it's going to let me, you know, get my anger out. It's going to let me just be joyous. People want that. They need it in, in our lifetime now because, it's just because we're, I also believe it's because we're dealing with crazy times also. And, you know, people want to be able to say, oh, my God, this, like, Lainey's a girlfriend. I can just pick up the phone or DM and say, my God, you, oh, my God, this song, how did you write it, this, that, and the other. So I really truly appreciate people that are authentic uh, with the music that they put out. Um, that's, that's phenomenal. That is fantastic. Um, yeah, I think the, the music industry is reflecting that right now, too, uh, yeah. with authenticity. Yeah, I think a lot more artists um, are writing uh, more authentically. I know that, I mean, one person in particular would be Demi Lovato. Who, you know, she went through a lot in her life, and in some of the songs that she recently released, she talked about a lot of the stuff that's been through and how she's feeling during that time. And, it, and I think progressively more and more people are going to be more open to doing that and not really caring about what people think. I think in our society, a lot of times people care way too much about what people think and are afraid to put themselves out there to say, oh my God, this person's not going to like it. First of all, in the music industry, music is subjective anyway. There's some people that are going to love your stuff. There's some people not going to love your stuff. I mean, you can put your music in one award show, submit it, and they won't be accepted and they'll be accepted somewhere else. So, you know, you have to go with the roll of the dice um, and this wonderful uh, music. Now, you said you're an award-winning artist. What awards have you won? So uh, I have won the uh, Unsigned Only competition. Oh. Awesome. Yes, in the AC category. Um, I won third place in the International Songwriting Competition. Awesome. Um, I won first place in the New England songwriting competition mm. along with second place and then right now I am up for not one not two but five nominations in the um, New England Music Awards wow and I would love it if people could vote for that <laughs> I have to give you applause for that that's huge congratulations to you that's awesome Thank now, you. Are they having an award show? Yes, they are. I don't know when it's going to be, um, oh. and I don't know what COVID restrictions are going to be at that time, but you can vote up until August 31st. Okay, you heard it here. You can vote. You can vote. Awesome. What is your songwriting process like? And if you do get writer's block, how do you deal with it? So I like to start out with, like, 
I write a whole bunch of different titles or concepts in my phone, and I call them brain babies um, mm. instead of song ideas. <laughs> so I go through all my brain babies, um, and I'll pick out a title that, like, speaks to me at that point in time, and then I'll pick out a chord progression that, like, matches that vibe. So if the title is, like, skeletons or something that's, like, kind of spooky or could be kind of sad, um, I'll pick, like, a minor key. Um, or if it's happy, obviously a major key. And so I'll decide on my chord progression. And then I kind of just sing gibberish until vowel sounds or words come out. And then I'll form a sentence around the word that speaks in that melody through my Mm -hmm. gibberish, my own language. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, in writer's block. Um, My answer is probably not going to be the (laughs) answer that uh, is the best, Um, but I find that if you get frustrated and you're just like, I can't, so I always get stumped on second verses. I will put away the song for like a day or two um, and just like not get frustrated with it, not like be like, ugh, I'm just going to put whatever here because then it kind of turns me off from the song. So I'll just kind of take a break from it, you know. And then come back to it, and and I'll listen to Glee artists on Spotify or right. random people on YouTube and, like, try to get inspired by, mm-hmm. by stuff that I normally wouldn't listen to. And then usually, like, an idea will come about by just being inspired by other people for the second verse after I take a little break, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I do the same thing, but I also scream at my screen. Um, I yell at the screen and I'm like, why can't you just put some words on there? Um, and I'm still old school book as well. Um, and I'm like, okay, I gotta walk away. I gotta walk away because I need to. I don't know where the word. Why aren't the words coming? And sometimes I usually, it's weird how I do my stuff. Like I usually start out with the chorus, but I also will throw words all over the all over the screen or on the piece of paper that I'm writing on. And then we'll come back to those words and try to incorporate those words um, or phrases in, in, inside my song. And, and usually that works. It's crazy, but it works. Um, so I like, I like your process. Where is the weirdest place you've ever created a song, if you have? Or, stuck, or come up with a song? Um, I have two. Okay. Um. <laughs> The first song I ever written was on a plane and I was 12 and I'm sure that the nice man sitting next to me was very annoyed with my humming, Um, (laughs) but I was writing lyrics on a napkin um, on a plane and that was the first song I ever written. I still have it to this day. It's terrible. Um, It's like, it's very Avril Lavigne meets the Cheetah Girls. It's pretty bad. Um, Avril Lavigne's great, but it's like angsty meets like that bubblegum pop Disney Channel lyrics. Uh, I love it. And yeah, um, the second one I wrote in France um, at a chateau. Yeah, I guess it's not crazy um, because I got accepted into a songwriting retreat program there. Um, But it's just something that, like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of cool that I just like chilled on a in a chateau in, in France and wrote a song. It's um, amazing. That's but yeah, cool. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so who's going to play your song 
Kick It in the Shadows. Tell us what that's about. Okay, so this one's unreleased. I'm super excited because your show is going to be the first place that anybody hears it on. Um, And, yeah, Uh, so this song is about – so I was very kind of like an emo goth kid in high school, and I found some sort of empowerment in that dark side. Um, I was bullied a lot in high school, and – I was bullied before I dressed like that in high school, actually. And that was the reason why I wanted to dress like that. I just kind of felt like a badass and kind of cool dressing on this darker side. And, you know, you'd think that, like, those kids, you look at them and you're like, oh, well, those aren't the popular kids or whatever. But I had a blast (laughs) with my friends dressing like some grunge kids and, and having a great time. So kick it in the shadows is about just powered and being who you are. And for me, that resonated on this darker side of, of being kind of like a rocker chick. Um, so, yeah. Okay, awesome. We're going to play it. We'll have a word from our sponsor, and then we will play it. Hi, this is Nikki Chris, and I host a podcast called Mixin' It. Mixin' It focuses on women in the music, entertainment, and the performing arts. Our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network. Just a couple of misfits trying to beat their all up in our heads.
question i mean there's pros of each yeah there's if i had to pick one uh, i'd say a large venue it's, it's mm. just it's fun small venue i mean it's good because you can like really connect to the people in front of you and like really but that makes it more nervous to me <laughs> i get less nervous for the bigger ones and more nervous for the smaller ones yeah, it's because you're more in their face and you can see everybody's expression. Like large crowds, you don't see their expression. You're like, oh, you just know everybody's enjoying everything that you're doing. So you don't have to worry about yeah. any of it. Um, what do you love most about being an artist? Ooh, I'd say the messages that I get about helping people. So, like, mm-hmm. I've gotten messages about the song Skin that I've I've released um it's on spotify and everything and it's about depression um and people have like contacted me and been like yo this saved my life like this made me feel better about my situation or this helped me get out of it or those messages like ugh, they do it for me so (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right yes um music is just for me has been like my my saving grace and i love the way that you know our art can help you know, motivate people or just give them something in their time of need. Um, I've had so many people say, oh, you know, I just listened to your song and it really moved me and it really helped me um, to get through something or it made me laugh or whatever the case may be, whatever emotion it evoked, I'm glad that I'm able to um, bring something out of them. You know, it, it, because sometimes, you know, every day I do this music and I'm always like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too hard or it's a lot of work or um, it's just, you know, as independent artists, we're trying to be seen and heard. And sometimes it can be quite difficult um, to get up there if you're, especially if you're an independent artist that's doing everything yourself. Um, so, you know, I appreciate the people that are writing great music that help uh, motivate in doing this. Um, speaking of uh, having, uh, being a lot of work, how do you keep up with all of your, uh, social media platforms. <laughs> I don't. Um, <laughs> I try really hard. Um, it's it, so Instagram. I really like because um, yeah. that's easy. That's like a post or a story. Um, yeah. Facebook. I use mostly to post about my gigs. 
um, or to do live streams on. Um, so that's kind of easy. TikToks for me is really hard. Uh, yes. Amen. And I'm right there with so you. old. <laughs> You're funny. Um, so so <laughs> I told you I watched a webinar on, on TikTok, and one of the things they say, they're like, do, you need to do five videos a day. <laughs> one, who has that time? I actually have a friend. They devote, I think, three hours just doing TikTok videos. Okay, she manages her I son. Can't. Yeah, three three hours. But he has he now has thirty thousand followers. But the thing is, you have to come up with so many different ideas. Now, you know, I, I'm on TikTok. I use my music. I have two kittens that I put them on there, or I'll do something silly. But um, it's like you have to really sit here, or you do duets, or whatever the case may be. You really have to really think about it and say, okay, yes. what am I going to do that people are just going to relate to? And they're just going to think this is funny or fascinating or intriguing or whatever. It's a lot of work. Yes. And I, I agree with you. Uh, my favorite would be Instagram because that's just posting pictures or making little commentary yeah. in there. That's very easy. And so I love the fact that now, you know, especially on Instagram, if you want to um, say something, you can upload to your Facebook and your Twitter. You don't have to go back to all those different sites. Although right now, I don't know, for the past month, Tumblr has just been weird. It, it won't up, upload or whatever been weird, but I, I get you social media. The, the social media thing is extremely hard because you have to think of something to post every single day, every single day. Yes. And there are days yeah. I just, say, okay, let something happen. So I mean, I can post about my music, but then you don't want to overwhelm people with that and say, you're like, okay, what else? So now I do inspirational posts every morning. And so nobody can't say that I haven't been posting Cause I do it every day. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I can't hang with TikTok. It's too hard. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree with you. And then when you look at the videos that people come up with, you're just like, how do they how do they do that? How, what, what brain force were they using uh, while they were trying to figure to put all of that together? It's it's very cray cray to me. What is the one thing you wish you had known? before you entered the music industry? Hmm. Hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know. I would say not like, like a fact that I would have liked to known, but more of don't, <laughs> this sounds <laughs> terrible, but don't get too excited. <laughs> Right. I feel like I feel like uh, this sounds really bad. You know, dreams are possible. Anything is possible if you put your mind to it. I'm not mm-hmm. saying anything about that. But the industry is ever changing, and Ooh. nothing is ever set in stone. So mm-hmm. don't get your hopes up. Like hope mm-hmm. for the best and try your hardest. But be okay if things don't work out the way that <laughs> they didn't plan to. Amen. <laughs> I like that. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful sentiment. We're going to play your song. Now, you labeled it Hey London Album. <laughs> Tell us what that's about. Oh, yes. So, Hey London is uh, the first song on my album, self-titled, that comes out on the 31st. Um, okay. It is about 
me having foreign flings across the pond in England. Um, oh. And <laughs> um, I, I dated a British guy uh, for a bit there, and it just did not work out. And, um, yeah, so Hey London is about that relationship and the other foreign flings that I had with guys that I met online that probably mm-hmm. shouldn't have gone to visit. So. Amen. <laughs> I hear you on that one. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Let me tell you, that online dating stuff, <laughs> whew, your brain just, I, I, I just um, you know what I don't like <laughs> is when people, they contact you and they have nothing to say. It's like, why are you contacting oh, me? Oh, like the it's like, people? Um, oh, my gosh. It's just like, I said I like people that communicate. What is it that you're not understanding with that? It's, oh, my God, everything that we have to deal with. And then now with the pandemic, my God, the daily life is just disgusting. All right, we're going to play Hey London. <laughs> hey London.
I love that. That was a lot of fun. Yay. I was shaking my booty. No, I like that. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> very versatile. Very versatile. Now tell us about your upcoming album. What What is this album going to be all about? Yes. So my album is called Self-Titled. It's not actually self-titled. Lainey Dion is just called self-titled. I like it already. Um, and yeah, and it's 12 songs, so it's a lot, a lot on there. Um, and it's very much so a roller coaster ride of emotions. Um, there's some happy songs, some sad breakup songs, a lot of angry songs. Uh, <laughs> it's just like a collection of all of the awful relationships. <laughs> um, whether they be good for a moment or or what, but uh, they all ended. So it's it's about that. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it because I mean that's real though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 So a lot of them are about either toxic guys, but like in a in a fun way. Like you don't be like, oh, this album's gonna be such a Debbie Downer. It's totally not. Like I have some. Like one of the lines is you're lucky that I never took a bat to your flat screen. Like there's, there's so much, some cheeky stuff in there. Um, and then there's this one song called Cool Story Bro. And that's about the online dating scene right now where guys like constantly text you, hey, and you're like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm not, not interested. And then their response is, oh, well, you're not even that hot. And then they block you, right? Have you ever experienced that? Why is that? What? You know what? Yeah, okay, yeah. Let me tell you something. You are good because the thing is, I never know what to do with people that like inbox me. And I hate being on, I just got on one. I got off two of them uh, a month or two ago because I'm just sick of the whole thing. And I said, okay, let me try one more time because my mom's like, when are you going to get mad? Anyway, and so they inbox you and and you're not really interested. So do you reply to those and say, look, thanks, but I'm not interested? Oh, yeah, because then they just constantly message you. So you say thanks, you know, I'm not interested, and then they say mean shit to you. (laughs) The song is called Cool Story Bro, because that's how I respond. I'm like, all right, cool story, bro. See ya. (laughs) Oh, my God. I like, I can't wait. I got to hear this, because you're so right. The response is usually nasty. I mean, I don't know what people expect. Do they expect just because you contact them that people are just going to be it's like, oh, oh, my God, I have to talk to you. Oh, my God, I'm so interested. That's not the way the world works. Yes. Especially, like, I don't like it that even not on dating apps, like, just Facebook or Instagram, if they, like, ask you for your number and you say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. Like, right. they think that you're not worth their time as a person or a friend. They only wanted to get to know you for that one reason, you know? And that's, that's crap. It is crap. It's a bunch of caca. <laughs> oh my god. The single life. I always tell my married friends, you guys are lucky that you're married and some of them would say, Well, well, well maybe not. Um, uh, but um but because they don't have to endure all of the crap that people are dealing with. And you just want to and then and then one last thing on this dating thing is um the scammers on there, you know, using fake photos. I mean, now I hope everybody 
recognize the things that the scammers say that you know that these people are scamming you um, with their, yeah. their they're working for the U.S. military, this, that, and then all of a sudden something happens to you, to them, and then they want money. That just that just gets on my yeah. nerves. Yeah, this is all the stuff we have. Oh to yeah. Deal with. Damn it. Um, what advice would you give somebody trying to break into this industry? Um, hmm. I would say just don't stop. I mean. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's very general, but it can be so things sometimes yeah. <laughs> to keep yeah. going, especially as a woman in the industry. It, we cool. already have kind of odd facts against us. So I, I'd say just don't stop. Don't lose any sense of whatever, depending on whoever says crap to you. Just don't stop. Yeah. Just keep going. You could always improve. You could always find someone else that's going to actually believe in you. Just keep going. Amen, 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 amen. Remember, and then you know the thing is always be yourself. Be true to your artistry. Don't let anybody try to change you. If you want to do something, go for it. I mean, I think people can listen to criticism if they really think that something needs to change in their music. Do it because you felt like there was something that you needed to change. You know, some, there's it's interesting because there's some genres uh, where people are just no. The song has to be written this way. And then there's other people that are just like, well, no, I love the uniqueness. I love the versatility. I love the fact that you just like to do what you want to do. And both. Because the thing is, I've been through so many conferences with me in regards to music, and they're always like, well, if you're writing a song for Rihanna or whoever, don't give us what she's already done. Give us something that she hasn't done. And when you do something different, like, what is it? <laughs> so the music world is very, very crazy. But it's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work. It's a 24-hour job. It just is. Um, That's what, true. What quote do you like to use for yourself or message that you use every day that pushes you through? Um, I'd say be kind. Also, a left fielder there. Um, but it's hard in the industry you need a lot of egos and and a lot of people that probably don't deserve your kindness but it's not necessarily about what they deserve it's about what you deserve and you need to be proud of who you are proud of how you handle things no matter what's really thrown at you if you act professional and you're kind and you're just true to yourself that's that's what I go for so uh (laughs) I'd say just be kind Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Amen. This is one thing the world needs, whether you're in the music business or anything else. Kindness. Kindness is essential. (laughs) Because I, yes, this world is getting cray cray every day. We just need to be kind uh, because it's already hard enough to have to deal with everything that we're dealing with. Um, Thank you so much, Lainey, for being on Chatting with Nat. I'm glad I got to talk to you. I can't wait for your album to come out. Now, tell me again when it comes out. August 31st. Oh, soon, August 31st. I'm going to be the yeah. first to it, dance to it. I'm going to say, oh, my God, she gets me. She gets me. Thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. 
All right, that was Lainey Dion. You can find her at www.lainydion.com. And this is Chatting with Nat. Until next time. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.